Oh my god, I have so much to tell you, I don't even know where to start! Well, I'll start by saying, this is Sean Doyle, and welcome to Babe! Oh man, my life is is fucking weird right now, and I'm going to tell you about it. But I'll start with telling you that I miss you. I haven't done a podcast in about six days. It's the new normal! It is really, okay, parent talk, it's really fucking hard to get something done for yourself, selfishly, for Sean, when you have a family. Let's just say that. Especially when you have a kid, um, a two and a half year old kid. It's literally like stolen moments. I think of, (laughs) when I think of the 90s, I think of Bath and Body Works, and I think of that cucumber lotion. Uh, But I also think of uh, a lotion that they had called Stolen Moments, which I thought was a really, really funny name. Like, what do you make stolen moments smell like? At the time, I said it should smell like cigarette smoke, because anytime I could steal a moment for myself, it was to run and smoke. So Stolen Moments at that time smelled like smoke. There was also Moonlit Path. What does that smell like? But anyway, Stolen Moments. So again, I'm coming to you from a secret bunker down below, <laughs> 200 feet below my home, so that my, my beautiful, beautiful son doesn't hear my voice and, and want to uh, break the door down and uh, smother me with kisses. So yeah, I snuck away. I miss you. I, I want to do more. I just don't know if I can. I feel like once or twice a week is going to be what this is about. And uh, I hope that's okay. So this week I went back to work and I still can't drive. So Eric has been driving me to work, which has been fantastic. But my mom and dad have been picking me up from work <laughs> like I'm 10. So, you know, I'll get a call at my desk. Sean, your dad is here. <laughs> so my sweet parents, oh God, they're so sweet. And, and they're so, oh, uh, what's, what's the right word? They're so in love, let's just say. They hold hands. Uh, they look lovingly into each other's eyes. They are just adorable, but they are intense. They are intense. My mom is 83, Grace, and my dad is 78, Sean, and they've been driving me home. And driving me home is a, uh, a festival of fun. It starts with backing out into the parking lot. My father... It, it takes him, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to exaggerate, I'm going to use hyperbole and tell you it takes a thousand hours for my father to back out of a parking space. And then once we get on the road, it's literally grabbing the oh shit handle and listening to my mother in the back seat say, honey, honey, watch, 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 watch. There's a lot of watching going on. I actually turned to my mom and said, you know, you know he's going to... He's going to strike you. Like, he's going to turn around and just silence you. There's there's no way around it uh, because you are insane back there. But uh, from the front, my dad, you know, he looks, he's pretty competent, but uh, he will not take suggestions on the route to take home. No. I'll say, you know, the quickest way is the, the uh, take the interstate to the expressway. Okay. And then he'll take, like, every side road. We, we've gone down side roads that I didn't know were traversed from one end of the city to another. Uh, and it takes us, I swear, you know, he makes good time. But, you know, we talk about our day and what we did. And, and my mom, she's really funny. She, uh, 
She likes to review statements. You know, bank statements, credit card bills. She has piles of statements. And uh, she doesn't have time to do anything else, she told me. I just review statements. There's piles of statements. So uh, I encouraged her to live a, a, a fuller life than she's been living. I said, you don't want... You don't want it on your tombstone. She loved to look at statements. So, uh, I don't, I, and the word statement, I've just said it about a hundred times, is I'm bugging out on it because it's just so surreal. So anyway, they drop me off at home. They will not pull in the driveway because it's too hard to back out. A couple times they come in to see Jackson, who at two and a half could care less that they're in the room. And then they get, I think they get their feelings hurt a little bit. So um, my workday has been fine. It's been fine going back to work, not traumatic. Uh, and, but again, I can't drive. And when I'm in a car, I have to wear a neck brace, um, the, the Miami J. Well, my, uh, my friend uh, Jen Yates McPartland said that I really should start a band called um, Philly and the Miami Jays, because it's those, the <laughs> or Miami J and Philly exclamation point, because those are the names of the collars I've had to wear. Uh, but we're at the tail end of that. But in the collar, you know, you can't turn your head at all. It's to prevent you from turning your head. And I have noticed, and you might think, what is this podcast really about? I have no idea. I, re- I really don't. Uh, I just, I, I had, to, I felt compelled to connect with you. So um, I don't know what it's about today. But one thing it, it could be about is shirtless runners, Yes. When you're wearing a neck brace in a vehicle, it's hard to crank your head around real quick to see a shirtless runner or a shirtless tennis player. I don't know if it's a gay guy thing or if it's just a guy thing. Well, I guess a a heterosexual man wouldn't be looking at shirtless runners and there's no topless runners. So it's just, uh, you know, I feel like I know how I'm going to die. Many of you might sit and wonder, how will I die? Will it be this? Will it be that? I know how I'm going to die. I'm going to wrap my car around a tree on the 198 Expressway trying to see a shirtless runner or a shirtless tennis player. It's just like a piggy thing to do. It's like a piggy gay guy kind of like shirtless. I can spot a shirtless person. I'm going to say 300 yards away. I can spot that little bit of (laughs) flesh and then try to zero in on it, which is crazy. Uh, anybody else? I, I don't. I don't know. Checking out hotties, but I can't do it in my my collar. So driving in the summer has been. It's been uh, very sad. I I'm lamenting the ability, but I'm going to hurt my neck. I feel like I'm going to pop a screw out of my uh, cervical spine trying to check out a hottie, and uh, we hope that doesn't happen. But Monday, I find out if I can drive. Uh, if I can lift my son. Oh, please, God, please. I want to lift him up. Not to say that I haven't tried to sneak a few lifts and hugs. Uh, I certainly haven't driven, um, and I want to drive desperately. I want to be, I want to be free like a bird. And uh, that happens Monday. So yay. So my parents have been picking me up. I'm going to pop a screw checking out hotties in Delaware Park. And um, I guess I should tell you I sang the national anthem today uh, in front of 1,500 people, yes, at the uh, autism run. It was a 5K run today in Hamburg, New York, and I sang the national anthem. I got volunteered to do it. And I'm a, I'm a singer, and I know the national anthem, but what threw me off were the fireworks <laughs> that they had planted on rooftops. Uh, so when I when I hit the, and the rocket's red glare, 
the fire, like bombs went off and it made me fuck up the words. And someone caught it on tape. Not a, not a, a ton, just one word. I said, gave truth to the night, not proof through the night, because but literally, I, I almost crapped myself when these fireworks went off. What the fuck? So, um, yeah, I sang it. And, uh, you know, I'm, oh, God, let's see, the national anthem. Any, any controversy surrounding that? Uh, <laughs> my coworker, Abby, said, why don't you just, instead of doing it, just kneel <laughs> in silence in front of 1,500 people? Wouldn't that be funny? No, no. I, am, uh, I was asked to do it, and I did it. And uh, I'm fine with that. Nobody knelt. Everybody, it was, uh, it's a pretty uh, conservative little town, I think, Hamburg, New York. So there were no, no protests, although I would have supported the protests and been like, yep, right on. But I sang the national anthem and ready. I even wore a, a muted toned red, white, and blue shirt from J. Crew. Yes, I did it. So be it. At least I didn't wear like red shoes and white shorts with it. But I did. I did want to, you know, say I'm doing something patriotic here, um, and I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna wear my red, white, and blue muted top. So talk about shirtless runners too. I can't believe I didn't fuck up all the words because there were some hotties in the crowd, honey, and uh, especially the one that won. He looked a little bit like the guy that plays Archie on Riverdale. Not that I've watched Riverdale. But I actually I have because they did a an episode where the kids from Riverdale do carry the musical. How how micro is that? But anyway, I watched that and that was really good. Uh, there was a real life murder at the end of that one. But I kind of just checked it out to see this guy. I don't even know his name, but he plays Archie. Uh, so yeah, the race was today, and I used to run the race. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a quick story. Last year I was running. Uh, and I had run a 5K in early May, and I was like, yeah, I'm a runner. Runners run, and I'm going to keep running. So I signed up for Run the Berg, and I uh, was really excited. That's the name of the race. And uh, you know, the proceeds benefit autism services, and I'm going to run, and I'm going to run alone. I don't want anyone talking to me when I run. I just want to run. I really want to focus. So uh, I showed up to the race, and I saw my friend Tina. And her sister and their baby. Oh, my God, Tina, hi. I love you. Oh, my God, this is so much fun. Are you running? No, I'm going to walk it. Y- yeah, yeah, me too. I decided right away. Yeah, fuck it. I'm not running. I'm going to walk. I'm going to walk with Tina and her sister. And I'm going to walk the Berg. It's Hamburg. Get it? Apostrophe Berg. Run the Berg. It's a charming little town. So uh, we walked the Berg, and uh, Hamburg is actually, Hamburg, New York is very cute. And uh, when we got to the, the little village, Tina said, there's a really, really good bakery, like right down the street. Do you want to go to that? I'm like, oh, yeah, sweetie, I want to go to the bakery. So we, we went off to the right. We left the race and went to a bakery. I feel like it was an Amish bakery. There was something special about it that made it made me compelled. But I was with them, right? So I had to go to the bakery. So we we ordered baked goods and then got back in the race. And surprisingly, we still weren't the last ones. We were like back with the wheelchairs and the the police, but we were still in the race. So we were eating our baked goods for the last, I guess, quarter quarter mile and one of the timekeepers looked at looked at us with disgust and actually out loud went oh my god like like we were like r- running naked i'm like yeah we got some baked goods and uh you know we're eating them so 
I, I finished Run the Berg. I, I hope they didn't take our picture because I probably had like apple crumb cake on my lips. Uh, so this is the last time I, I ran too, by the way. Uh, I'm no longer a runner. That's a separate podcast, I think. But um, yeah, you know what? I don't love running. There, I said it. And I have some wonderful friends who run. I feel like it's it has to be in your heart. And my heart doesn't tell me to run. My heart tells me to sit nice. And uh, I actually told someone that a long time ago. She's like, what does your heart tell you to, to do? I said, right now, my, my heart's telling me to sit and smoke. <laughs> Is that what the heart tells you? So my heart tells me different things now, but it's not telling me to run. It, it more tells me to uh, eat a baked good. So that's what I did. So this year, I said, I'm not even going to pretend that I'm running. I'm just going to sing the national anthem. I'm going to look for shirtless runners. I didn't know I was going to crap myself when, when fire were, and I mean like bombs, the bombs bursting in air. There were bombs. And then when, when they, uh, at the gun, as they say in race world, at the gun, they um, shot off like fireworks all around like the perimeter of the sign. So that was a little terrifying too. I was afraid I was going to catch on fire. So, but I did it and that was today and that's really fun. So, so what am I saying here? I wanted to say so much. It's Gay Pride Weekend, and, uh, you know, that's a, not, that's a whole other thing. I am really happy that I'm gay. I love being gay. I was, I was most certainly born this way. Uh, but if I were to choose a lifestyle, I might choose to be gay. It's super fun. Gay people, the, the gay people that I know are super smart, super witty, have sharp tongues, are um, class acts. I'm lucky to know these gays. And uh, the gay subculture or culture, I guess, uh, is, is, oh, I can hear Jackson screaming in the background. Wait. Oh, shit. This might be the end of this podcast. I was thinking, how am I going to end this? But it might be with, with primal the, the primal screams of a sociopath. What do you think? Okay, it's over. Back to Pride. So I used to go to Pride when I was like 18, 19, 20 uh, years old, we used to go to Toronto and pride it up big. I was definitely drinking back then, and I was definitely, uh, I had loose morals. And I, I remember wearing a sleeveless t-shirt that said queer as fuck. And I wore that in public. So I think I'm different now. I feel like uh, I'm, I'm a little bit more subdued. But I just remember pride being amazing. Like, this is Everyone around here, I came out when I was 18, so uh, everyone here is like me, and uh, I, I'm safe here, and I love these people. These are my people, and I would drink and, and uh, have, make, make special friends, <laughs> and then uh, you know, go out and dance the night away and uh, you know, make more special friends, and then uh, come home from Toronto, and we did this for years, and uh, I've slowed down so much. We, we are definitely... Uh, we're a pride family. We have taken Jackson to pride for the last three years. Uh, but sometimes the pride parade, the Buffalo, uh, New York pride parade doesn't uh, show you the, the best we have to offer. But I really want Jackson to know that we celebrate all of these people, um, gay, lesbian, bisexual. I think bisexuals get a bad rap. Some people think it's not real. I think, I think you know, I want to stand up this year. This year, I'm going to stand up for the bisexual. It, it's possible. This is a real population of people. Uh, trans folks, gender neutral 
folks, the asexual, I've been reading about them, the pansexual, the intersexed, whoa, there's a, there's a whole thing. So I love it all, and I want Jackson to experience it all because I want him to know that no matter what he is, uh, inherently that, that there's a, a group, a, a throng of people who love him. But in the meanwhile, we're going to have to like really see a lot of bad drag coming down the street. So uh, we're going. We're going to the Pride Parade tomorrow, and uh, I, I'm proud I don't know why I brought this up. My kid was screaming. I started talking about Pride. Oh, it's Pride weekend. I said that. And uh, yeah, this is, okay, so this might teach me a lesson. Let's see. I will let you, the audience, decide. Is it better to wait until I have an important message to communicate through a podcast or a complete theme like, today we're going to talk about depression? Or is it okay to just jump on here and talk about fuck all until, you know, my kid breaks down the door? I don't know. But I just really like doing these podcasts. So I wanted to tell you, let's sum it up and then I'm going to end it. This is a this is a quick one today for you. It's a beautiful day. So get outside and, and you know, do something breathe the amazing spring air. So I told you that my parents have been picking me up from work and I feel like I'm 10 and I'm going to crack my neck looking at um, skin. Yeah. When I spot it, I can spot it a mile away. I can't find my glasses to save my life, but I can, you know, spot uh, a torso, a male torso two miles away. Uh, It's Pride weekend. I'm going to find out if I can drive. And I just love doing babe. You know, I'm, uh, I'm just really excited that it's a, a, a means of which to talk to you. I will be talking about depression and anxiety. I have some friends that are really going through stuff right now and I want to I wanna help because I myself, as you know, have uh, clinical depression and acute anxiety, which I am heavily medicated for. And I do want to talk about pride too. And I want to talk about my parents getting older. This is a thing. I'm part of the sandwich generation. Did you know? I'm taking care of a little one and soon I'll be taking care of my parents who are are getting old. So yeah, sandwich generation coming up. But just I'll just leave you with this. Anytime I can break away from being a dad or working full-time or having to uh, you know, just just live my daily life. I'm gonna I'm gonna sneak in a babe, and uh, I'm gonna try and do it once or twice a week. So, yay! And let me know. Leave me some comments. Yeah, you know that uh, that was great. Just say it all. Just verbal diarrhea, a pastiche, if you will, or as my friend David T. Howard calls it, an amuse bouche. Just a little little bit. Doesn't have to be an hour long, right? Or if you really want to hit the hard topics, you can tell me that too. I just really like connecting with people through Babe. I've met a lot of people that listen to it, and uh, I feel like it makes them kind of happy, and that makes me happy. So I'm going to say goodbye. Uh, Have a great weekend. Happy Pride, and I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.